Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. So I, uh, before we get the show started, you know, we always have this weird look, random topic of discussion that we always do before we get into everything. And I, you know, you and I have been talking about it now for a little bit and I didn't think I would get the bug, but, um, I got the sports card bug that everyone just happens to be getting. And I said, I said, Tim, don't fall down the rabbit hole. Don't yeah. fall down the rabbit hole. But then something good happened and you fell right down the rabbit hole. I did. I did. Well, first off, I have to blame um, my guy, Adam Prohaska, who is uh, now a big time listener, 48 minutes, who, um, when I met up with him, told me all about what he liked about our show. So that was awesome. Shout out, Adam. Um, Adam got me into this uh, rabbit hole, that is. And I'll tell you, I've had some good luck so far. I've been having a lot of fun with it. And the way I explained it to my fiance was, this is the collection. I don't want to keep everything. Everything I get, I'm going to try to make money on. So, Okay. As long as she believes that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, far, so far, so good, man. So far, so good. You're eventually uh, going to buy another house and there's going to be a room that's just dedicated to sports collectibles again. <laughs> after you like pretty much like purged your old collection a couple years back, I feel like. And, yeah. like now, and then you're going to be like, well, how about this? Yeah, right now it's like going through and putting all my hats on eBay from like when I was working at Lids and I bought way too many and people were like keeping up with how many I bought just so I, they would be able to see when I hit 100 and I did. And so now trying to get rid of all those to maybe get more card money. I don't know, you know. There you go. So, I'm sell just hats, to buy cards, sell cards, buy hats, sell hats, buy cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to pay for my honeymoon, all right, man. Sure, man. I get you, dude. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, but we'll go ahead and then we'll get into the topics of basketball now. Um, and we will start with uh, the All-Star Game announcement. So uh, we didn't get to do a shot callers this week. So we didn't get a chance to kind of cover the starters. But so we'll, that way we'll be able to go over both sides, full rosters, which I guess now they are saying that they're going to do a draft again, which oh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of OK with going back to East and West. At the I would have loved it. I thought this like, year, especially. I think, yeah, I think East and West and. By God, can we please, can we please get the center back on the ballads again? I know. Like, do you, do you agree with me on that or no? Yes. Yes. Especially now that the scent, like you're seeing guys like Jokic and Embiid and like, even to like down to like DeAndre Ayton has improved so well. Yeah. I just, I just feel it's kind of disrespectful to the position at this point. There was a time where it was like, everything's positionless and everything, but there's a lot of great centers in the league. There was a couple years in the past, like when they changed that, there was like a shortage of good centers in the league. Yeah, it was like post Dwight Howard's greatness. Yeah, like it was like like the one year we had like Andrew Bynum, you know, as an all star, you know. So it was like it was like, well, I mean, I guess he's the best center in the West, you know. So I mean, I understand, but we're at a point, like you said, DeAndre Ayton. That's a perfect example of somebody who could be in consideration for an all star game right now. Jokic, obviously, like you know. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, um, you know, I, I guess you depending how you consider Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, I was going to say, you want to put him in there. I mean, there's a lot of good, uh, or, you know, 
the most uh, well-paid basketball player in the NBA right now, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all good, all good centers, all good centers. And they can, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, all right, I'm I'm done. No, I'm totally with you because that was like, an old man tangent. I'm sorry. I was just saying, you know, back no, no, in my old I, day, we had centers on the ballots and we had to go to McDonald's <laughs> to fill them out and actually put them in the envelope and you know. I honestly so. kind of miss that. Like that was a lot of fun <laughs> going to McDonald's and like punch. Yeah, like, or my dad love- getting me Happy Meal and like me like filling out the ballot. And I'm like, oh yeah, like really thinking it over. Like I'm like you know twelve. Like this is great. Yeah, I know because I remember like one of one of my favorite things during the summer for baseball games was like the baseball all star game. They would walk down the aisles and hand you ballots. Yeah. And yes! like that was cool to me, like because I would sit there, I would like, I borrow my dad, I'll borrow my dad's key and like punch the per- player's name in and drop it in the ballot, like over by the hot dog concession stand. Yeah, yeah, Remember I that. missed that man. It was so cool, but um, he actually felt like you were contributing to something back then. Like yeah. I almost, I almost feel like when I press that send button online, I'm like, I don't know. Like I yeah. know it sounds, it, it, it's, it's probably way more efficient, but you know, right? But that was fun. Not as fun, not as fun. All right. So we'll start with the, as I drop my phone, as I have the rosters up. Here we go. All right, we'll start with the Eastern Conference. So Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, and Kyrie Irving were named the starters. Um, I don't really have any issues with that. I have to admit, as much as I've been annoyed by Nets talk, um, Kyrie switching to the two and being the guy that's like cutting and finishing under the rim has been genius. And it's worked so well for them, uh, kind of having James Harden be the lead ball handler and be the one that's distributing to Kyrie and Kevin Durant has been excellent for the Nets and just like a really, really bright idea, um, as much as it pains me to say that. And then yeah. in the reserves, we've got Jalen Brown, James Harden, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, Nikola Vucevic, and Zach Levine. Zach Levine, finally, after finally. all these years, yes. actually getting wrecking, having a great season. Zach Levine's just having a phenomenal season. He's he really is playing like an all star. Well, well deserved. Also, Julius Randle, perfect, love it, love, love it. it. And glad, glad to see that things have finally come together for Julius Randle. I was a big Randle fan uh, when he was out in LA, and I it's been kind of swapped around, and I'm I'm really happy to see him flourishing under Tibbs randomly at this point also vooch man that's a big one um is a big one for orlando i mean i i mean there's some there's some fun names on here some very fun names and there were so many names you still could have put on there and been like oh yeah oh okay especially like for some reason the east even though like the records of the or of the group like the teams are like not anywhere near as good as the west um you know like uh tobias harris like you could have made a case tobias harris could have been an all-star and like the how well he played and, you know, I know I'm not the biggest Trey Young fan. I just don't think he's a winning player. Um, I think his, like, decision-making is just lousy and not enjoyable. Um, if you had put him on the All-Star game, I would have got it. I would have totally understood it. Um, <laughs> your, your Trey Young hate is, like, so funny. It just kills me. You're like, you're like nothing. You're like, you know, it's not anything that I would – I would enjoy. It just doesn't seem like a player that I would enjoy watching or anything. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I know he doesn't play defense. I doesn't. I just no. I, think I don't. I don't even care about the defense. It's the whole like. You know, look. I know everyone does the thing where they try to get to the line, draw fouls because of physical contact yeah. and actually, you know, a free opportunity of points. 
I'm cool with that. Like, I, I don't have issues with that. But the fact that Trey Young and James Harden do this thing where it's like they'll be at the top of the key and they'll jump into the guy to try to like get to the line. Always, like, I don't, I don't enjoy that. It's not I, fun. I don't like, like that's that's my least favorite move in basketball is to jump into. I almost feel like it. There, there needs to be some regulation against that at some point because I think it's the dumbest move in the world. It is. It, it, and it's it's just so it's so cheap. It's such a cheap move. Well, like it's such a cheap move, especially like you know, crunch time of the NBA now. And I know we're kind of getting off topic. It's sure. kind of brutal. Like I mean, yeah. if it's like three minutes left in a game and it's within like four or five points, you know that you're on your couch for thirty more minutes watching the end of the game. Yeah, and like always. it's just so like it's the one thing about basketball that I just want to see get better. Um, just because it's so like you know when you watch the Hawks and the Celtics a couple of weeks ago, I'm like. Oh my God. Like, can we just get to the end of this game? And like, yeah, well, I, think they might, I think they might get to the end of it early tonight. Cause it looks like they're down uh, 20 points. Uh, uh, the Boston Celtics are down 20 points to the Atlanta Hawks right now. So what a shame. What a, <laughs> we'll talk about them later. I'd like to talk a little about them oh, and, and, and the Lakers. Very much looking forward to talking about the Celtics. So, um, so you said Bradley Beal was a starter, correct? Yes. Yes. I think that's, that's fantastic. Perfect. Fantastic. I love it. Fantastic. Okay. Let's talk about the West. Okay. So West starters, which this is the whole reason alone that I want, like we talked about, I want to go back for one night for one all-star game, just play East first West again, because if I could have a night where LeBron, Steph Curry and Luka Doncic are all on the same team, if it's, it's like, you know, I know it doesn't matter because it's an all-star game, but just to see like those highlight plays would just be so fun. We've never seen it, have we? No, Curry and LeBron never played together on an Olympic team. You know, they've never been together never... on the all-star teams. It would be fun for one night, right? Yeah, because the one year, the first year they did the players like doing the draft uh, was the year it wasn't on TV. It was LeBron's last year in Cleveland. So LeBron and Curry were the captains who picked their teams. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. we've we've literally never had LeBron and Steph Curry on the same team for like an exhibition or anything like that that we've seen. That so we've seen. the West starters, which I totally agree with these as well: LeBron, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Kawhi Leonard. Um, reserves: Anthony Davis, who was later replaced by Devin Booker due to injury. Yeah. Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Zion Williamson. And then obviously, like I said, Devin Booker filling in for AD. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like all those. I, like I do all. too. I thought Booker probably deserved to get in more than Zion. Uh, no, no, honestly, I like I think Zion has been terrific. He has been a blast. What he did Sunday to Tristan Thompson, where he sunned him, yes, was <laughs> unreal. Um, just like He's shooting the ball. I mean, he's shooting. He's got true shooting over sixty percent right now. Um, he is getting to the rim like no other. He's the and real deal. He's the real deal. He still looks a little goofy in like gap defensive coverage. Like he still looks like he's like shuffling his feet, uh, which I think let's, will come with time. Let's ship his ass to New York. Let him play under Tibbs. Well, I mean, I don't know. Have you watched Obi Toppin's like gap defensive late too? I have not. I don't. <laughs> I haven't been watching a whole lot of Knicks games. I'll be honest with you. He's got a ways to go defensively, uh, which, you know, was kind of what I was saying when he was coming out of the draft. Um, But yeah, I I think that the decisions were all fine. Um, I think for once, Mike Conley kind of had a case to be an all-star. He's been outstanding. He's been terrific. But it also comes back to all these people that bitch about who doesn't make the team. It's like, okay. Who are you picking them over? Like, am I picking Mike Conley yeah. over Donovan Mitchell? No. 
No, I don't think so. No, absolutely not. No, I, I, I wouldn't put Connolly over any of those, any of the reserves anyway. Uh, no. At all. So I, I think I think they did I think they did well on both both brackets. Um, both the fans and the media, everybody voting these in. I think I think it was pretty much the right move. And with Anthony Davis getting out, the only one everyone anyone was bitching about was Booker not getting in and, and he's in now too. So all huge. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Big fun game. Um, dunk contest and three point contest too, correct? So it looks like yeah, pregame and skills, do, maybe. Yeah, pregame they're gonna do yeah. skills competition and nice. the three point shootout. Which I guess Damian Lillard has said he plans to do a three-point shootout, which means he'll be exhausted come the All-Star game. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think Levine has said that he's interested in doing three-point um, as well. Yeah, so. then Zion has said he, isn't, he hasn't ruled out the dunk contest. Just get out there. Just get out there, Zion. Come on. Yeah. This is the year you have Zion LeBron do the dunk contest. This is it. It's, see, they, there's no way. It won't ever happen. It I agree. It won't happen, but it would be so fun. It'd be yes. so fun. Yes, just one time, you know, like, <clears throat> but I think like, like Bill Simmons made this point the other day and I totally agreed with it. And it's kind of like true. Um, he said that if Mike Conley never makes an all-star game, he'll be like the bar. Like people will be like, you know, he was a great basketball player, but he never made an all-star game. So like he'll go down in infamy as like maybe the best player to never be in, make an all-star appearance. Yeah. And I was like, I guess that's fair. Like maybe at this point, Conley's like, no, 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 don't select me. I'm good. I'm yeah, good. That'll be, that'll be his thing. Yeah. Cause I remember <clears throat> Kirk Gibson when he played for the Detroit Tigers, I think in 86, I might not have my date. Kirk Gibson. Okay. He didn't make the all-star team for the American league. And that year won American league MVP. That's so weird. Yeah. That is, I didn't know. I didn't know that. That's, that's a really fun fact yeah that's like aaron Rodgers, like winning mvp and being like i didn't make the pro bowl even though the pro bowl is the stupidest thing wasn't in the like, universe wasn't that like a couple years ago when uh like rudy gobert won defensive player of the year tyson chandler was, tyson chandler but he was on second team all defense or something tyson chandler didn't get voted for all defense in one defensive player of the year happen i think I it, like after the voting happened they were like oh shit we forgot him yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like it's kind of what it feels like it was like uh like i feel like there had to have been someone there's like oh man well let's just play it off like you know whatever you know yeah. let's just move past it make sure no yeah. one notices yeah like, and everybody the next day is like wait a minute <laughs> yeah i think like marcus i think you're t- like marcus saw i think one year was defensive player of the year was voted second team all defense that's what I remember I'm correctly about that. That's both of those are, are stupid statistics. Both of them. Yes, they are. So. so that's, that's why you come to 48 minutes for stupid stats. So yes. um, let's kind of go real quick, man. Um, talk about the top of the East because uh, the East is brutal and you know, it almost looks like it did like during the LeBron era of the East and you know, don't get me wrong. Teams are starting to play a lot better. I mean, the Wizards were just on a big win streak until they lost to the Clippers. Yes, they were. Um, yeah, they, I mean, you know, they got that win in L.A. Um, and then, you know, you had teams like Toronto who are really turning it on and kind of getting better as the year goes on. Um, you know, the Knicks, the Bulls right now, the Hornets and the Heat are kind of like ro- rolling out the play in. But Miami is another team that's like, watch out for them. They're getting better. And between the three seed, Sean, and the 10 seed, between being Milwaukee and Miami, 
is a four-game separation. Between the four seed is the Pacers and the 10 seed is the Heat, there is a two-game separation. Wow. So I feel like one point I want to make here, and I understand like you know, Milwaukee's record is really good right now at 19 and 13. I wouldn't say it's really good, it's good. Um, good. yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but I don't really love their team or how they fit, and the roster doesn't make any sense to me. Um I feel like we're at the point where the Eastern Conference is a two-man race between Philly and Brooklyn. And I would almost be willing to pencil in that that will be the Eastern Conference Finals if Doc Rivers doesn't find a way to X and O himself out of a series again. I don't know if he's ever done that before every year besides the year he won the title. (laughs) You're not wrong. But I really feel like with these two teams and the matchup is obviously really fun when you think about it because it's like, Okay, you know Tobias Harris and you know Ben Simmons are, I mean, you know Tobias Harris will be able to score on Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Ben Simmons versus James Harden as far as like that that point guard matchup, as far as like Ben Simmons being, you know, maybe the best perimeter defensive player in the league going against James Harden, who is maybe, you know, has one of the best ball handling skills in the league and is becoming like, it's leading the league in assists right now. Um, You've got no one who can guard Embiid, which the moves the Nets make sound a lot like they're going to get Andre Drummond. It's going to piss me off. Um, and then, so that matchup there, and that's getting very far ahead. I mean, we still got to play the second half of the schedule, um, which just came out today also. So I got to look at that, see when those two teams play, but I'm really already starting to feel like it's those two being Philly and Brooklyn and no one else. I, and I completely agree with you. Um, Brooklyn, like they're on a seven game win streak right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they are in a groove. They have. Uh, three of the best players in the NBA right now. Um, obviously, um, Irving is still hurt, right? No, he's been back. Oh, he's back. Okay. Durant's out. Durant's out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Um, but they're still they're still picking it up. They're still picking it up. And Harden's playing well. It's They're a great team right now. And Philly, I feel like, is finally putting everything together that they had. But I don't – there's just – there's something about Philadelphia – that tells me that they're like kind of a piece away or something. There's just like, I feel like a couple years back, they were built for a long run and they just, it didn't happen uh, in the playoffs. And now I don't know if they're exactly built for that run again, even though everybody else is playing very well. Like Embiid is a, you know, an MVP candidate right now. Uh, ben Simmons defensively, you know, still a great player. Um, you know, and like you said, Tobias Harris has had a hell of a year too. So it, they've got a lot going for them and everything, but I just, there's something that tells me they need something else that might put them over the edge. Cause I don't, I don't know if, if they can beat Brooklyn in seven games. Yeah. I picked Brooklyn at the beginning of the year to win the East. I said it'd be a Lakers Nets finals. Now was obviously before the James Harden trade. Yeah. And after the James Harden trade, I definitely got nervous about Brooklyn's size, you know, losing Jared Allen, I thought was so big for them and losing Tari and Prince. Yeah. But, but now it's like no like i'm wrong because they just outscore everybody and really i mean that stretch where they played on that west coast trip they played really well defensively in most of those games um yeah they you know they had a couple games they lost to the cavaliers and yeah they had like a couple you know they lost the pistons but you know they beat the clippers they beat the lakers i i'm so pissed off about the end of that clippers game i am so unbelievably pissed off about James Harden getting that, get it, like drawing that offensive foul on Kawhi. That's that was, what happens, though. 
the most utter bullshit officiating <laughs> I've seen to end a basketball game. I feel in like everybody was a little time. bit mad about that game. It was a marquee game, and everybody was just kind of like, really? Yeah, and I hate the Clippers. You've never heard me say yeah, anything I, I about know. the Clippers. You're, like, Mr. Unbiased here. Yeah. Hello, I'm like, Tim Daniel. I hate the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, yeah, I mean, the Celtics and the Clippers, those are my two teams that I'm like, just never be successful, and I'm cool. Like, <laughs> Give that spot to the Knicks. Let them be successful. I'm fine with that. Give that spot to the Pacers. Let them finally have that year. I'm cool with that. But yeah, go ahead. How do you feel about the 76ers depth in the, in the grand scheme of things? Um, honestly, I think they're pretty freaking deep. I think they may, you know, if they get another shooter, then perfect. Um, you know, Seth Curry has obviously been fantastic for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Maxey has been good for them. And, you know, everyone's always had to sing for you ever now where it's like, well, until Ben Simmons learns to shoot a three, like they're in trouble. Yeah. And I don't necessarily agree with that anymore. And I know maybe I'm, I mean, obviously, yes, it would be great if he added that to his, to his set, to his skill set. But he does so, he does so many other things though. Exactly. Really in the grand scheme of things, he's a great defensive player. And they put plenty of shooters around them. Yeah. And he's, and that's, and that's what you have to do. Like I said, a couple, you know, was it three or four years ago when they were kind of making a deep, they were trying to make a deep run and they threw all those shooters on the team that last year, like right before the, uh, the playoffs when they yeah. had uh, like they had JJ, Bellinelli and, they got Bellinelli and, yeah. and yeah, like, yeah. And they had all those guys that they threw on there and they were so, they were so hard to defend because, you know, you drew so much attention with Embiid and Simmons and you could kick out to all these guys and they were great shooters. They had all these specialists on the team. And also uh, Thibel this year, uh, another guy who's coming. Just That's my guy. Yeah, dude, defensively, that guy, he's the man. Like he's he, so is, good. He, is, he is incredible. I believe he's the, he's the, the NCAA steals leader. Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, I think it was single season, but yeah, he, yeah. like he was, I mean, I really wanted him, you know, like I, obviously the Bulls didn't get Kobe White. I was like, you know, if they take Matisse Tybel there, I'm I'm cool with it. Which yeah, would have been yeah. high at the time, but still like, but, uh, but definitely a guy who's contributing for this team, like a, a good a good piece for this team. So, and 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 the thing that's interesting about Philadelphia is they have the classic big man all star. You yes. know, they're they're kind of a classically built the team MVP candidate. Regard. They got the MVP candidate center, which is just, I mean, like terrific. This, this is why I we love need it. centers again. We, we already talked about that, but that's why we need that. You got Ben Simmons, who is just kind of an anomaly because he's because of his size and his point guard skills and everything that he does on the floor. And like you said, doesn't need to even make a three pointer and is still a fa- He's a walking triple double every night. So yeah, he, um, he's kind of in that. He's not to the same extent as the players I'm going to name, but he's in that like playmaking cloth like cut from the same cloth of the magic johnson's lebron james the penny hardaway is where they're that tall point guard of excellent vision and can make things happen for the rest of their team like yeah absolutely so um you know i i think um you know it's going to be interesting to see what they they do but I, brooklyn just with those three players are so good they they're are so good and i mean all three of them, they're going to go down as, as greats, all of them. And it's all of them on, on one team. I mean, James Harden, I know you're not a big James Harden fan, but he's one of the greatest offensive players probably ever at this point. So, I mean, he's, he's incredible. So, and Kevin Durant's, we can't even say enough about him. So did you see that interview with James Harden and Rachel Nichols? 
where he talked about when he was in Houston and he said that it was exhausting to have to score 40 a night for them. I'm like, bullshit, man. We all watched you play those games. We all saw everything you did when you had the ball in your hands. Like, do not act like that was a struggle for you. Yeah, yeah, that was he 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 loves doing that. That's his thing. He wants he wants that. Yeah. Like, he wants that. If he could score more on Brooklyn, he would. Yeah. And There's look, just not enough points to go around. Since he became the point guard, he's been terrific. There. Oh my god, right? I love it. Right? It's been awesome. Like it's been really good to watch. Um like I said, I love that they're using Kyrie more as a cutter and having him catch balls off screens and like get like, you know, he's getting more of his pull-up game there, so I really like what they're doing with their offense. Yeah. And, you know, DeAndre Jordan has had this weird couple of days where he's been really good. Like he looks like old Clipper DeAndre at times. Which is good that you need, you need a, a veteran like that to step up, especially someone who, you know, a former, you know, uh, defensive player of the year. Correct. I think he's a defensive player of the year. I feel weird saying that. I'm like, is that right? That seems right. I'm going to pull the basketball reference just to make sure. We are the worst make basketball sure. historians ever. I feel like a joke not knowing that. Okay, not defense player of the year, but two times all defense, two time rebound champ, three time all NBA, and one time all star. I feel like he should have been defensive player of the year a couple times. Yeah, you know, but. You know, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. But, um, you know, with DeAndre Jordan, I would definitely worry for Brooklyn in that case of like, let's say they get through the Sixers. And they beat them in a best of seven, which is very possible. You know, it might just be one of those series where, like, just let Joel and B just kind of go do what he wants to do and stop everybody else. Um, but it's, you know, if the Lakers are healthy, which is going to be going into our next topic, um, I don't know if you can beat Joel and B and Anthony Davis in back to back playoff rounds when you're DeAndre Jordan, is your, when DeAndre Jordan's your best center. So yeah. um, let's go ahead and go to talking about the two flagship programs of the NBA. Um, and some weird struggles they've had. Do we start with the Celtics where we can laugh? Sure, or do we start let's... with the Lakers where we can cry? <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, to a, probably a common fan who's a fan of, you know, other teams that aren't the Celtics and the Lakers, I feel like a lot of the other, a lot of the NBA fans are probably laughing right now. Um, Anthony Davis is so important to the Lakers and him being out is a, a shooter too. Yeah. And on top of that, you have LeBron James, um, who is currently leading the league in minutes over the last couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah. There's um, two and, guys in the league who have played more minutes than him right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he does not need to be doing this and it's going to have to be one of these things where, you know, you're going to lose some games or whatever, but just, just get to the playoffs. Just freaking get to the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I mean, a couple nights ago, I forget what LeBron. I'm trying to think what LeBron's stat number was um, when they ended up they ended up losing. Um, was it the Heat game where they lost at the buzzer? Uh, Caruso had the, had the chance to win the game with the game when that's he shot and missed it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, so like that game, like LeBron was, you know, incredible. Brutal. Just uh, yeah, absolutely incredible. Let's see what his stat line was here. So yeah, he was brutal. Yeah. The shooting was very brutal that night. Yeah, but he still had 19, nine, nine and nine though. Sean, so, Sean, I know James Harden gets 1999 on three of 36 shooting. So I know I I'm know. sorry. Trey young, Trey young does that. Well, that it is what it is. So it's like, he's still, he's still getting a triple double putting, putting everything he can on the floor and they're losing to the heat, you know, by two points, you know, it, 
are, are you gonna are you gonna waste LeBron? Are you gonna you gonna run him thirty eight minutes a game so you can lose? I so first uh, off, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the Washington Wizards game. That's what I was. That thinking was of. that was the one when they went to overtime. Yeah. yeah, that was the one that went into overtime. I'm so sorry. The 31, yeah. 13, and nine game. It's like it, it, you see him throwing that out there, and it's and you're gonna lose to the Wizards. Yeah, and then um, that worth it? We're recording tonight before they play the Jazz. So, but by the time this goes up for Thursday morning, uh, God forbid all of you if they are massacred because the way that they're playing right now, it looks very likely. Um, but yeah, LeBron, LeBron will bring it tonight. You know, I think too. You're, you know, we mentioned earlier, like, you know, Davis is obviously so important to them. It's They're not winning a title without him. No. And then on the other end is, you know, Dennis Schroeder's been out for contact tracing. They're planning on have him, having him back for the weekend. Now he won't be back for the Utah game, but he should be back for Friday night. And how big that's been for them because he's such a – I don't think he's a great defender by any means, but the way that he just makes point guards work at it. And oh, absolutely. You know, he just yeah. is so physical and, you know, he's the way that he just kind of gets the best out of every guard just he because was, he pushes them and pushes them. And he was their most important signing in the off season. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, you know, you look at, you look at some of these other players that are on the team and everything. And it's like, are the Lakers set to maybe make a move at the trade deadline? I'm sure it's in the thought process. I, 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 I really, really, really think they're going to pull something out here at the end because stuff is not working and LeBron can't continue to play this many minutes, throw up this many points and then lose to someone like that, you know? Yeah. Like I really like Wes Matthews. I think that, you know, he's been a really good NBA player for a long time. Yeah. But had some injuries though, man. But yeah, with that being said, I feel like this is a situation where, you know, seeding does not matter for the Lakers. We know when healthy, if they are a hundred, they are healthy and on the court, that they're probably the most difficult team to beat four times. Yes. So at this point, I'm going to say like, okay, well, I know that right now West Matthews is not helping me offensively. Why don't I see what Taylor Horton Tucker and Alex Caruso can give me? Why don't I see, you know, I, you know, we really like Taylor Horton Tucker. When we give him opportunities, he plays really well. Um, so you know, let's roll him out there. Let's... Maybe, maybe, maybe it is time to, to do that. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. I think that he's, I, mean, I think he's terrific. I think he's really good. Like it might be time to just go ahead and roll the dice, you know, maybe cut back some, some minutes from, from Kuzma or Caldwell Pope, just to kind of get him out there build some confidence and see what he can do out there. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, and obviously like everyone loves Caruso. He's been, he's been, he's fit his role perfectly for the Lakers. Yeah. If I had to compare them to Showtime, I would say he's been their Byron Scott. Or maybe their Norm Nixon, actually. Yeah, he's been, he's been their Norm Nixon. You would say he's been their Norm Nixon? Yes. I would say he's a, a fan favorite in the way that Kurt Rambis was a fan favorite. <laughs> yes. That's the way. Just that's that's more athletic to, than Kurt to, to, Totally different players, but in, like, fandom, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Because Lakers fans, they loved Kurt, man. He was a, yeah, they was did. a throw, throw on the hard hat and go out there every night kind of guy. Yeah, to the point where if you read Jeff Perlman's book, um, when like Kurt Rambis was the interim coach before Phil after oh, yeah. Del Harris got fired, and they were like, I mean, if we don't get Phil, we'd love to bring Kurt Rambis back. And like Phil brought Kurt Rambis back to be on his coaching staff. 
Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, his, he was like his lead assistant, wasn't he? Yeah, it was pretty cool. For, yeah. like, it was Tex Winter and, uh, yeah, and Kurt Rambis. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like you said, like I definitely could see them getting active. I don't know of who. Um, you know, they definitely want to probably get someone who can help out with LeBron minutes, you know, but with the buyout market, I don't really know what everything's going to look like at this point. I can't go in here and act like I know. I mean, Andre Drummond's going to going to be available at some point through some way. So, I mean, he's going to be another one. That's if he, gonna... I, I am at the point where I almost would pencil him into the Brooklyn Nets and it drives the, drives me insane. Yeah. And if that happens, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. Oh, not a fan. Yeah. Don't like it. So on the other end, let's talk about the Celtics because God, (laughs) this is awesome. So I'm watching the game last night with my pals and, um, you know, it comes down to the stretch where Luca hits that shot to tie the game with about 14 seconds to go. And Jason Tatum comes down, does terrific Jason Tatum things and he scores. And you're like, Oh man, this has been a really fun game. This is awesome. And then they let Lucas shoot again by having Aaron Neesmith pick him up at the top of the key, doesn't read the ball screen, and Kemba Walker is extremely late on the health defense where Luca just pulls up a crazy Lucas shot and, you know, wins the game for Dallas and Boston once again, like, has a big loss. So the Danny Ainge plan, Sean, is finally backfiring. It is finally just not happening. He well, has two guys that are terrific, yeah, and he has a really good player in Kemba Walker. But everything else for this team, they've drafted bad for a while now. I mean, you know, Aaron D. Smith is a very big liability defensively. I mean, he's a great, yeah. you know, he was an awesome three yeah. point shooter in college, but I just don't know. Like, they, they're just not good. You know, like when you look at the roster up and down, you're like, they have these two guys who are all stars. And Kemba Walker normally is an all star, but, you know, obviously he's been injured. He's struggled oh, this and, year. And, you know, Kemba's, I, I think Kimba's. I, I'm going to say it. I, he's outside of his. He's not in his prime anymore. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Kimba Walker is in his prime anymore. I think that is passed up. I think the Celtics got him. You know, kind of late in the game here. Um, they've lost five of the last seven games, um, and they're blowing stuff in the end of games. They're like yeah. the worst like fourth quarter team right now. Absolutely worth. And as as we're speaking right now, they're down 21 points to the Atlanta freaking Hawks. You know, and how? Yeah. How? You got Brad Stevens as a coach. You have Jason Tatum. You have Jalen Brown, two bona fide all stars at this point. Kimba Walker, also great player. But what else? What else is going on? Yeah. Like, I like Daniel Tice as much as the next person, but is he going to be my best center? No. He's not going to be my best center. Like when I need to win a game. He can't be. And and this has been a problem with the Celtics over the last couple of years. They haven't had a guy. They haven't had a a great presence down low. No, they 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 had Enos last year. Enos Canner. Yeah. So it's like they, they, the last couple of years, they've been kind of without a, a true um, defensive anchoring center, really. So you don't have that. Um, And Daniel, uh, Tice, like he's he's he can't be your best guy, right? He can't be your best guy, and and Tristan Thompson, another one, like he, you know, these are not guys that should be your best centers. So it's you know, let's just let's just do it. Just put Taco out there, please. <laughs> he was just, out there last night with a chip. Like they were, they were trying just, to play the tip play to just, win the game. Just, just get him out there. Just get him out there. <laughs> you know, like that's what that's what we're there to see well, at this point. 
you know, like all those like 10 year old kids that play like my team or like play taco. Taco is really good. Play, play taco. <laughs> he is the greatest. He's the greatest player ever made. Yeah. He shoots threes. He's yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he is, he is, uh, he's automatic from the three automatic <laughs> from the three, even though he's a speed 54. <laughs> in the game. He's so bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they have two all-stars things aren't working there. Um, this is going to have, I mean, the Celtics are sitting at a 15. They're, they're below 500 at this point. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't be this ass. They shouldn't be. No. Um, they have Brad Stevens as a coach. These two players, um, they're going to have to figure something out because um they they, they can't be wasting <laughs> like well, they go ahead no 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 you're right um but the thing i keep laughing at is they're like people are like Celtics fans keep posting stuff like well maybe they can call the bulls for thad young i'm like why would the bulls trade thad young right now like yeah. he has been terrific for them yeah especially a young team that's trying to who has you know playoff aspirations actually wants to make the playoffs right now and it, and they very, the bulls very well could make the playoffs i think they'll at least be in the play in so so if you know you don't get rid of a player who's who's doing well right now why would you help how about the celtics um the celtics have made some poor decisions over the years they traded you know isaiah thomas for kyrie irving who left them they put all their chips and hopes and dreams into obtaining Anthony Davis, which was the other thing. And I think they could have had him if they would. He wasn't going. So, but he, but he, but well, he would have went for a half season or whatever, but he would have bailed. And he told him that he's like, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sign with Boston. So, cause he doesn't want to be there. You know, and it's like you even with Kyrie Irving, it's like that was a a huge gamble and it ended up failing. You know, it looked like, oh, well, he's going to resign. And guess what? He didn't. So, what you a know, shame. what is <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what 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 would you do if you were Danny Ainge right now? If you were if you could make any move in Boston Oof. right now that would improve this team, what would you do? I think I might call Cleveland and see what they'll do for Tari and Prince. Give me okay. some defensive guys out there. Give me some guys who are going to give me some energy and effort. I'm not saying he's going to be a complete difference maker. No. But right now, if you look at this, you know, the beauty about the Celtics is those top two guys we keep mentioning are going to place them above a lot of people as far as like future hopes and prospects of the team. It's build around those two guys and make things happen, you know, and you very well can. Um, but it's also going to be like, it's really hard to make them better because the teams that you really want to like, not a lot of teams are, are shopping right now. You know, it's, oh, it's trying to get better. It's not you know, like tanking or like blowing it up. Um, you know, Orlando should for sure blow it up. I, I've said that a million times and look, they're, they're without Marcus smart right now. I know that plays a huge difference for them defensively, huge, huge difference. And he's, he's expected to return after the all-star break. So it's like, you know, you're going to, you're going to limp into all-star break and hope that he's, he's healthy because he is a big part of their success over the last couple of years. So, yeah. um, you know, so that's going to be a big thing to get him out there. But I mean, I, I don't, I, I have no idea how to fix this team. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. That's why I'm asking you. I, I don't know. It's trading Kemba to get pieces, but it's like, what's your, what value do you get for Kemba Walker at this point? And who takes Kemba Walker? Because everyone has a point guard now, except for, you know, well, except for the Bulls, but that's because, you know, Kobe White's not a point guard, but right now they're playing him a point guard because they don't have a choice. But 
I'm not, if I'm the Bulls, I'm not mortgaging my future for Kemba Walker. Absolutely not. No, like I love what I have right now with my guys. And, you know, they, the energy is so different with them. They play hard. Um, you know, I'm very disappointed. And like Wendell Carter's been really good since he came back, but that's not going to make me trade for Kemba Walker. So, no, I, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. No. no, and like, you know, the Knicks aren't going to make that move. And, you know, Kemba Walker could definitely start on, you know, every NBA team just about. But I just don't know how they get better without doing some, you know, they have that trade exception. And there's a lot of talk, talks about them being linked to um, Harrison Barnes. And I like Harrison Barnes, but he doesn't make them significantly better either. So, no, no, I agree. That doesn't help anything. <laughs> yeah um talking about let's kind of go to this next our next topic here and let's talk about this whole thing with the minnesota timberwolves and the firing of ryan saunders the hiring of chris finch within hours where they just played the raptors like a few days before uh which is where anthony davis had i mean anthony edwards had that dunk like the best dunk i think i've ever seen in a game (laughs) that was incredible incredible One one of the best dunks of the last couple years at least yeah and so this is some shady shit here. Let's just go ahead and call it what it is. Go ahead, go ahead and do it. Go for it. Go for it. So, you know, look, it's the NBA. Ryan Saunders wasn't winning there. He got fired. That yes. happens. If you don't win the NBA, you know, that happens. And I don't think anyone's going to be mad necessarily that Ryan Saunders got fired because he did, he wasn't successful there. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who felt like he only got that job because his dad was Flip Saunders. And look, that's fair. Um, that's fair yeah. to say that. You know, but, you know, also I know that if the, if the Ryan Saunders had any job he wanted, it was that job. So, yeah, it might, and it might be his, it could very well be his only head coaching job he ever has in the NBA again. But to that same point, you know, he's had cat and he's had cat and D'Angelo Russell on the same team now for a year. They've played six games together. Total. Correct. Correct. Um, You know, Malik Beasley, they've had to battle with all that stuff. You know, they had a, a losing record last year. They had the first pick in the draft right now. They have a higher chance of losing their pick to the warriors this year than having their pick. Yeah. Cause it's top three protected. So I don't, you know, I don't know. And it's just, you know, the way that Chris Finch, not only does the guy gets promoted from another team to be the head coach, yeah, it's just so weird, especially considering how recent they played the Raptors, and you know the well, announcement... like the Raptors were just so cool about like sure, yeah, that's the it's... other thing. Like what what? Yeah, I don't know. Everything point. everything just like everything about that was very strange, and it was you know they played him a couple days ago. You know the team met with him in private, basically offered him the the job. I said, hey, if we get rid of our coach we'll bring you on. Are you interested? He says, absolutely. Somehow the Raptors end up agreeing to letting him become the Wolves coach. And then they go ahead and fire Ryan Sanders. So it's, it's, it's just a very weird chain of events. Yeah, it is. But I'll go ahead and say this. The, the Timberwolves are a shit franchise. Yes, they are. They are a shit franchise. They've always been a shit franchise. One thing that I have I've learned over the last couple of years is to never bet on them winning anything. 
every there was a while where I was on this like Timberwolves craze where I was like, man, they're going to have a heck of a year. And I'm not talking about the year that like Jimmy Butler came to the team. I mean, like the Kevin the year they Love, hired Tibbs, the Kevin Love years. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be great. I'm like, this guy is going to get them to the playoffs. He would get hurt. They'd never do anything. Kurt Rambis is coaching the team. They never, you know, he'd make an all star team and that would be it. There would be nothing else. It wouldn't it wouldn't quite any big wins for the for the the Timberwolves so I've been on this train I was on this train for a long time with them and I don't know if it was like a hip pick or something in my mind like oh man yeah the Wolves are gonna have a good season with no actual statistical proof behind me just saying that and like I just get burned every year so they're they're a shit franchise they don't know what they're doing they're gonna lose Cat. they're gonna lose D'Lo they're both gonna leave I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say that Cat will be gone within a year and a half. I feel like it's at the point where maybe they should have shopped him, because you can get you can get a few draft picks for him, and you can get a a decent haul back for him. He's a all star. But, but at the know. same at the same time, though, why would you? Who are you gonna get? Oh, I agree. It's better you. than Cat, even in the next three drafts. Who who who's who who is gonna drop to you where you're gonna get a player that is as good as Cat is? Yeah, maybe Chet Holmgren in a couple years. Yeah, but maybe not. Right. Maybe not. It's 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 all up in the air. You know, it's a it's a lottery, so you don't know what you're getting. So it's, you know, it's a lot. But he's he is either going to they're gonna get to a point where, like you said, they may end up shopping him, which I I don't necessarily see it, but I he he's gonna eventually demand out. He's gonna get out of that. He because why would you why would you want to play there? I mean, you gotta think about this. Look at this. If you would have asked me two years ago who was having who's gonna have a better year, the Bulls with Zach Levine or Carl Anthony Towns, I'm saying Carl Anthony Towns every time. And this year, Zach Levine is leading the Bulls right now. He's playing out of his freaking mind. So Yeah, I'm with I mean, you, man. I mean, I I, that's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Also, I want to go ahead and say this really quick. Um, the Bulls won the Butler trade. <laughs> yes, they did. I want to yes, go. They and, did. I, I can say that now, can't I? We can definitely say it now. I can say it. He's an All Star now. I can say it. Okay. Lori Markkinen, Zach Levine. It's. I think. I think we can safely say they won. We. It was up in the air a little while back, but we're gonna just go ahead and say that they won that trade. Yeah. It took a little while. But I'll take it. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully Chris Finch does well there. I don't have confidence in the Wolves as an organization either. I completely agree Not with your all. rant Not there. Um, I mean, they don't even recognize that they had their best jerseys in the 2000s, and they won't even acknowledge them and bring them back again besides, like, that one year they wore them as a alternate. Just just I'll do the be, damn I'll thing. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I'm a bigger fan of the of the earlier jerseys, the Doug like, West eras. The Isaiah Ryder. The Isaiah Ryder. Those, that is my favorite that is my favorite Timberwolves jersey, just the Christian Leitner years. Um, those, that's that's my favorite. I know it's kind of a plain jersey, but um, the later ones with with the Starberry years and everything, those are still cool too. They should. It needs to be one of those. I don't. I don't like their current ones. No, they they're terrible. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, when I had when I did that pod with Dane Moore a couple of weeks ago, he compared them to Mountain Dew. Yes. Yeah. All right. Last thing before we get out of here, um, Boogie. Uh, Houston and him parting ways and you know for the feel like for the 40th time we're having the conversation of is Boogie done of course he's nowhere near who he used to be 
do you think a team takes a chance on him? Do you think that, you know, maybe someone like the Lakers while they're waiting for Anthony Davis to come back, maybe they put him on their bench just to be an additional body? Or do you think we finally hit the point where there's just no more DeMarcus Cousins? Well, from what I understand, the Lakers are not interested in pursuing him. That's what I, I thought they were. So I heard that they weren't. So I don't know if we're getting conflicting information, but um, I think I think he's definitely worth. Yeah, I mean, if you can grab him, he had some decent moments this year. I don't think I think he's still an NBA player. I really do. I do. Um, but you know, it's going to have to be a contender. Where's he going to go? Is he going to go? You know, who's going to pick him up? The Clippers? Is Philly going to pick him up? You know, probably not because of Dwight. Sure, sure. But you, who knows what happened? You know, what if Dwight gets hurt? You know, it's like, you know, they yeah. get down another guy. So, or, you know, and I'm going to throw this out here right now because we're just, we're just, you know, spitballing. How about the fucking Boston Celtics? I was going to say, like, you can't say Brooklyn because of that, ra- that like, post press conference rant he had where he destroyed James Harden. So, like, I just, oh, that, yeah, that's, that's out. That's out. Yeah, I that's out. That was out. I, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but why not? Why not? Yeah, I could see like I could see the Celtics taking a shot on him. I could see the Lakers taking a shot on him just to have him there. You know, he's already familiar with the organization from the time he was with them last year. Um, but yeah, not many more. Like I don't know if he really helps a good team anymore. I just I just don't see it. Yeah, it's saying that they are. It, the thing that I got from a little while ago says that the, the Los Angeles Lakers are unlikely to pursue Demarcus Cousins. Um, they're looking at Hassan Whiteside. Okay, I'm fine with that. But the Miami Heat are also looking to uh, to grab him. So that's 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 an interesting team, I think. The Heat are trying to bring back Whiteside. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. But I think if I'm the Rockets, you know they got. I know they have Victor Oladipo, and they had that stretch where they played really well after the Harden trade. But they're back to being normal. I think that I would probably flip him. Because it's pretty well known that he wants to play for the Heat, and like he is made yeah. that very open. Um, so I would try to make that happen and just get him out of there. Do it, do it. Yeah, build around John Wall and Christian Wood. You know it's going to be bad this year, and yeah. you know you have the OKC pick this year. I know you have the Heat pick this year. OKC is your yeah. pick. Yeah. Um. So take it. You know. Give it some time. Maybe you can build around those guys. Maybe John Wall continues to play well off his injury and maybe make Christian Wood your franchise guy. I don't know. I don't know how to build a roster, but. <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. But I'm Tim, I just hate Trey Young and the Celtics. <laughs> I don't understand why you're giving me crap about hating Trey Young. <laughs> just because it's great. It's just. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to buy stock in anyone on that team, it's my boy DeAndre Hunter. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm done with that. Picked him up today in fantasy, even though he's hurt, just to throw him on the IR. I like it. I like it. I'm not. I'm not. I just think it's funny. It's just yeah. something. I'm, it's going to be my running gag with you. For That's fine. Okay, I'll take cool. it. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Also, thanks to everyone who took a part in our um, card giveaway for the LeBron James 2019 Panini Optic PSA nine. Um, that was awesome. Like the reception we had to that was really cool. Uh, we definitely will do more of those. Uh, as we get our hands on cards like that with that value and try to get more people to kind of stay involved. If you want to keep, keep an eye on us, that was really, really cool. Like we were blown away. There's the response we had to it. So thank you all again for tuning into this show and all of our other shows. We'll be back next this week with that large bid. Um, and after that, we'll have a good night and we'll talk to you all soon.